Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. It was a cold, rainy day, the sort of day when it's good to huddle indoors close to the fire. It's about one o'clock and Peggy and Bill Mead, her fiancé, emerged from the steamy warmth of the Brown Palace coffee shop. Listen to the rain, Bill. Yeah. Peggy, you shouldn't have come in today. You could have stayed out there at the farm, all dry and comfortable. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm okay. Bill, you don't have to go back to work just yet, do you? Can't we take a little walk, please? <laughs> You're a regular duck. <laughs> yes, I am. And I love it when it rains good and hard like this. You sure you're warm enough? Mm-hmm. This liquor has a wool lining. All right, then. I'll walk up to the square and back with you. Uh, well, oh. <laughs> oh, raindrop went down the neck. <laughs> Well, it serves you right. Why don't you wear that nice scarf I made you for your birthday? Um, uh, they don't wear it out. Mm, I don't believe it. I bet you think it's too loud. <laughs> well, it isn't exactly what you'd call conservative, darling. Well, maybe not, but it's an authentic Scotch plaid. I'd copy the designs and applaud in the book and look at the I thought so. Angus always looks at it so longingly every time I wear it. <laughs> that shows he's a man of discerning taste. Oh, but definitely. <laughs> Isn't this nice, Bill? We have Main Street all to ourselves. Mm. What did you say? I just said, hmm. That's what I thought. I come all the way through a terrific storm to have lunch with you, and all you say is, hmm. Aha. Uh-huh. Now the cat is out of the bag. What cat? You know what I mean, honey child. Yesterday you cropped up in front of the bank just at lunchtime. And the day before, same thing. In fact, you've been coming from the farm every day this week just for lunchtime. But... When I accused you of doing it on purpose, you insisted it was just a coincidence. Well, as a matter of fact, I... Well, I don't see why it couldn't be a coincidence. Mm-mm, nope, the truth's out now. You've been making a point of it. <laughs> and I know why you have, baby. And it's swell of you. But honestly, sweetheart, you mustn't worry about me. You have been, haven't you? All right, Bill, I did want to keep you company. With people acting the way they have lately. And I wanted them to know that no matter what they may think, I believe in you. I know you do, sweetheart. And it makes me feel wonderful, too. If you didn't, I don't know what I'd do. But I'm not the only one, Bill. Look at David Bowman. How he insisted you stay on at the bank even after you offered to resign. Yeah? I only hope he didn't stick his neck out. Well, I don't see why. After all, it's his bank. Yeah, it's his bank, all right. But don't forget, they're a board of directors. And they have a lot to say about how things are run. Oh, I'm sure whatever David says would be enough for them. Yes, I suppose that's usually true. But I'm not so sure it is this time, Peggy. When I left today, they were all in session back in the boardroom. And there was a very chilly atmosphere in the air. Oh? Well, it's possible, you know, that you just imagine that because... No. No, Peggy, a guy can tell when something's cooking. Lately, people treat me as if I'm capable of all sorts of sinister actions. Oh, Bill, they make me so mad. Oh, don't let them get you, sweetie. We've weathered worse storms. But we might as well face the cold facts. Yes, I suppose so, but... You really think that's why the bank board was meeting today, Bill? About you? Yeah. Yeah, it's not time. An irregular time, you see. And, well, as I say, they all look sort of uncomfortable when they passed me on their way in. I see. But, Bill, even if you did have to give up your job temporarily, as soon as they knew the truth, they'd simply have to apologize and reinstate you. 
It served them right, too, if they were made to feel good and silly for acting this way. Hmm. Of course, they may never have to. Why, sure they will. Just as soon as this is all cleared up. Just as soon as Mario comes back. If he ever does. Oh, Bill, he's got to. Gee, I wish we could get Kyla to talk. To tell the whole story of what happened to her. Yeah, so do I. You know, I, I still can't get over her refusing to. She knows how important it is to us. Mm, but she's probably afraid to talk because it'll implicate her husband. I know. All she cares about is to protect Mario. Yeah. And it would just about break her heart, I think, if he doesn't come back. I'm sure it would. Gee, we're lucky in a way. Because we aren't separated. We're together. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky that way. But I'm afraid we'll have to resign ourselves to a big setback. I mean, as far as our plans are concerned. Oh, no. Why, Bill? Let's not wait to build a house and all that, Bill. Those things aren't important. Let's not wait. Let's get married anyway, shall we? You mean now? Yes, right now. But, sweetheart, without a job? <laughs> that would be downright crazy. What if I lose my job? You can get another job. Yes, but that's just the trouble, darling. Don't you see, if, if I lose this job, I'm not likely to get another one. Not here in Wakefield. Well, well, maybe we're just worrying for nothing. The board meeting might have been about something else entirely, Bill. Don't you think so? I doubt it. No, Peggy, I'm pretty sure David will give me the bad news when I get back this afternoon. But Bill Mead wasn't entirely correct. For Aunt Mary had persuaded her old friend David Bowman to delay asking Bill for his resignation until tomorrow. And David had been only too glad to agree, though he was curious as to what Mary Lane had in mind. But now, entering the little Wakefield Hospital, she receives permission to visit Mario Descari's wife. Carla's face brightens as Aunt Mary enters. Good morning, Carla. Oh, hello, Aunt Mary. I'm so glad you came. I brought you some magazines. I only hope they're the ones you like. Oh, thank you. This is the first day I felt like reading. I thought you probably would by now. And a person can get so bored lying in bed all day. I remember when Randy was born. The time dragged so between meals and visiting hours. <laughs> I guess that's usually what a person looks forward to most, visitors. But mostly I've had Sheriff Goodwin. Yes, I know. I'm awfully glad you came today, Aunt Mary. I, I was afraid maybe you wouldn't come again. Why, what a thing to say, Carla. Of course I want to know how you're getting along. By the way, you look much better today. Oh, I feel a lot better, too. I even asked the nurse to buy me a box of powder and some lipstick. <laughs> the doctors always say when a woman asks for a mirror, they know she's going to be all right. <laughs> I guess that's a good rule. With your hair and those lovely thick braids, Carla, you look like a schoolgirl again. Just the way I remember you when you were in your teens. Remember how you and Peggy used to come rushing into the kitchen at the school? Oh, it was hungry. And you let us mess around making hot chocolate and cinnamon toast. Yes, I remember very well, Aunt Mary. Those were the happy times. You and Teddy were such good friends. The way you two used to stand up for each other when Randy tried to play a trick on one of you. <laughs> Teddy always used to say, you girls had to keep a united front. <laughs> we did, too. Teddy's always been so loyal where her friends were concerned. But I think she was a youngster. Oh. I know. Sometimes, 
I think that's just about the most important thing in the world, Carla. Loyalty. Oh, Aunt Mary. Yes, dear? I don't know what to say. I feel so miserable about... about the other night. When, Carla? When I told you the tale. I wasn't very nice to her, Aunt Mary. I guess she told you about it. Oh, well, she told me a little of what happened. Mm-hmm. Very angry with me? No, Carl, I told you he wasn't angry. She was hurt, of course. And greatly disappointed. I don't blame her for being. But, Aunt Mary, you understand why I couldn't tell her what she wanted, don't you? Well, Carla, I think I understand what your reasons were. Yes. But you think I'm wrong? Yes, Carl. I'm afraid I do. If only I knew where Mario is, what's happened to him. And I'm sure the sheriff knows he just won't tell me. No, dear. No, you're mistaken. But surely somebody's heard from him. Even though he's angry with me, uh, Carla, nobody has heard from Mario since the day you were hurt. The sheriff's told you everything that any of us knows, which is nothing at all. Then where can he be, Aunt Mary? Where? I can't answer that, Carla. But I came here to ask you a question. Carla? I want you to tell me what happened. I know you remember. There was a long silence in the little hospital room. Two big tears welled up in Carla Descari's eyes and rolled down her cheeks unheeded, while Aunt Mary looked at the young woman compellingly, urgently. In her heart, Aunt Mary was filled with compassion. But she knew it was best for Carla, as well as for Peggy and Bill, that Carla admitted it was her own husband, Mario, who had injured her. <laughs> 